Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Canadian Gamers. And I'm flying solo because I have been studying like a mofo for my latest uh, exam, which is on the 27th, yeah, 27th. And so I basically can't uh, do any of this stuff at night, which is when Steven is free. So alas, it's just me today, but it's okay. There's actually a lot of different things I wanted to talk about today. And I don't know how long the podcast will be, but I'll try and make it uh, long enough that we can have some good conversations. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that was just announced the other day. It is called the Capcom Home Arcade. Giggity, giggity. It comes out on October 25th, 2019, and interestingly enough, it's so far only available for pre-order in Europe and Japan. Not entirely sure why that is. You can pre-order one through Amazon Europe, but it doesn't ship worldwide, or at least it doesn't ship to Canada, and... Since that didn't work for me, I went to Capcom's European online store where you can indeed pre-order it and it'll ship all over the world. So that's kind of cool. Now, what's the deal with this thing? Well, we're going to talk about this for a while, actually, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So this year, as I'm recording this, I'm recording this on April 19th, I actually have not played pretty much anything. I have been replaying a lot of Dragon Quest games, but I actually haven't purchased any video games this year. There's no new video games that I have purchased that I can think of off the top of my head. Even digital titles or anything, I don't believe. I might be wrong, but I don't think so. I don't think there's anything I've been playing this year. And again, like I say, I could be wrong, but One of the things that I always love to play, and I just haven't had much time lately or even access, has been these retros games. These retro games, rather. I have a SNES Mini right beside me. I'm actually just dusting it off because, oh boy, it's it's really dusty. Uh, Because I've been studying, I've been working on my MBA, so yeah, it's uh, it's been rough these last few months. But this uh, particular system I loved. I really did. And I don't know if there's some issues with some of the emulation. Because the emulation was great. But I think it had maybe to do with my capture card. Because like when I did my Let's Play of A Link to the Past. I noticed that whenever Link was getting hit. He just flat out disappear. Which I thought was really weird. It was really odd. So I don't know if that would actually happen if I play this on TV. But... C'est la vie. I also have the NES Classic and uh, what else? I've got the Famicom Classics thanks to Cranberry. Uh, PlayStation Mini I had no interest in. And a friend of mine actually eventually actually gave me his because he was like, it's the worst. I haven't even plugged it in, haven't turned it on. So no idea how that is, but the reviews were awful. But anyways, all of this to say is that the retro craze is in. I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about that later on. And so Capcom basically jumped on board. And so I thought, you know what? This would be really cool. This is right up my alley, this sort of thing. An arcade sort of, you know, emulator that I could connect to the TV. Thought this was awesome. I really did. When I first saw the the video for it, the video reveal, it's about like, I don't know, a minute or something or two. 
And I thought it was great. I just love the concept of this because if you're like me and you grew up in the arcades, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, that's pretty cool being able to have two sticks together, like basically the front panel of an arcade and away you go. And if you're a Sega Saturn fan, then you know about that famous joystick that they released years and years ago that to this day is one of my favorite sticks of all time. And I can't believe I've never reviewed that, but I do not have it here because it's gargantuan. Now, there, this particular stick has actually gotten in a lot of trouble, and we'll, we'll go through all of this. This podcast is primarily going to be about this subject because I just, I, I find it very, very interesting. So first off, what I dislike about this is the fact that the CAP, and if you don't know anything about this, it basically, it's a giant Capcom logo. Okay. The two sticks, six buttons are all built like essentially on top of the Capcom logo. I don't really mind the look so much as the contoured edges around the C-O-M, the C-A-P part of the logo. It's basically like rectangular, it's flat. But the C-O-M, it actually like curves around the C-O-M. And I think for player two, that's going to be a little bit annoying. And also the size of it looks a lot smaller than the dual stick that was released for the Saturn. So not entirely sure like how, like how much like elbow room there's going to be to actually play. Like, did they actually just measure the front of a cabinet and, and are doing it like that? If so, that's cool. I, I'm down with this. I really am down with this. I think this is absolutely wicked it looks a little bizarre like i said but i am so down with this and i know that it's going to be a niche product and i know there's so few people that are actually going to be interested in this but for me i'm like this is this is cool stuff man like this is really really cool hdmi out right to your tv and away you go now here we go there's a lot of stuff to like and dislike about this number one thing to dislike about this is its price it's currently retailing for 199 pounds. That's 260 US dollars, give or take, right? I'm obviously using sites to uh, convert this. Or about 350 US dollars. Ay, ay, ay. That's a lot of money. Now, the good news is it's completely made by Sanwa. Everything about this is Sanwa parts. Now, it's not being made by Sanwa, but it contains two uh, JLF-TP8YT Sanwa joysticks. It comes with two eight-way uh, GTY directional gates and OBSF buttons. What the hell does any of that mean? This is straight up 100% arcade parts. So that's awesome. Right there, I would expect about uh, about 150 bucks for two sticks like that. Good, you know, like arcade quality. 150 bucks, we're good to go. At uh, basically, let's use the U.S. price. Say it's 250. Okay, let's just pretend that that's what it is. That's really expensive. That's really, really expensive. Now, my Sega Saturn stick, which was literally the front end of an Astro City uh, cab, it, at least, I think it was, I'm, if I'm thinking about the right one. Anyways, whatever the case may be, it was not cheap, okay? I think, like, back in the day, I think it was, like, 199 US dollars. But the thing is, like, 
I don't know if this is straight up arcade with the Saturn one. It was, it was like all straight up arcade parts. And it was, it was like I said, the front end of a cabinet basically. And it was glorious. It was just amazing. So when I found out about the price, I was like, okay, well, like I don't mind taking the plunge for this because I haven't bought and I am not planning on buying any games this year, essentially. Uh, just, I don't have time. I just simple as that comes out October 25th. I was like, Ugh, I'm going to be right back in the, the thick of things with school. Not entirely sure how this is going to work out. Right. Maybe the games, the games will save this thing. Games are going to save it. No problem. Well, I'll be, I'll be honest. It's got some killer games. Okay. It's got some really, really killer games on it, but it doesn't have many. And I'm kind of like, what the F? <laughs> okay. Like, I don't really understand what is going on here. So it comes with 16 preloaded games. Now I thought that was interesting that they use the word preloaded. They also emphasize that it's going to have Wi-Fi leaderboards. Now, the other thing they did not talk about that you'd be able to download games, meaning you're not going to be able to download games on this thing. Now, I'm really into this for a number of reasons, okay? First off, this thing's going to get jailbroken so fast, it's not funny. So I'm very happy about that, okay? I'm really super stoked about that. It's going to get it's going to get jailbroken like instantly and i kid you not it's just going to be it's going to be ridiculous now i'm happy about that because the games that are on here uh well there's 16 16 games again guys 250 us dollars 250 260 whatever for 16 games, like these should be the best games Capcom has ever released. And unfortunately they're not. And I really don't understand what the hell Capcom was thinking when they, they signed on to do this. I mean, it's fantastic. You know, the arcade parts, I get it. This is going to be a niche product. You're only going to sell a couple thousand of them. That's cool. Like I'm, I'm fully down with this so far. I would have preferred a full rectangular shape. So player two doesn't get the shaft with the weird thing for the wrists to lean on, but, um, no, not the wrist, but their hands to lean on, but whatever. So let's go through these games. Okay. Because the fact that you can't download, or at least they didn't mention, but the reality is guys, let's face it. If you could actually download games on this thing, you would have known about it. Like they would have said something. I just thought it was weird where they're like, well, preloaded games. He could have just said games included, right? I just thought it was odd that they used that exact terminology. And then they talk about the fact that it has Wi-Fi leaderboards, which is great. I mean, that's cool. That means there is internet access on this thing. So I'm really hoping that someone jailbreaks this thing like the day it's released and we can put every CPS and CPS2 game ever made on it and have it basically there. And you you could say like this is the Capcom home arcade system. That would be absolutely awesome. We'll talk about the emulation and stuff like that in a little bit. I want to really get into the games. So... I'm just going to read them off as they uh, as they appeared on the uh, on the original listing. So it starts off with 1944, the Loop Master from 2000. Oh, and by the way, I should say every single game here is either a CPS or a CPS2 game. So yeah, and if you don't know, that's the Capcom Power System. 
That's uh, I actually own some of these games, so we'll go through that and I'll talk about that. Alien vs. Predator from 1994. That's the biggest release on here. This is this is really interesting to me because Alien vs. Predator was not on the beat 'em up uh, collection that was released on every platform digitally, and they were like, "Oh, it's licensing issues and this and that, everything else." Yet it's available here. Now, no offense, it's a phenomenal game, great beat 'em up, but. It's not worth 250 US dollars. Like, it's just not. I own the CPS2 cart of that. It's a fantastic game. It is. It's one of my favorite games on the CPS2. And, like, that needs to be released elsewhere. I don't understand how they got the rights to do that for a product like this, but they couldn't put it on their beat em up collection. Find that very weird, man. Find it really, really weird, guys. And also, that collection was awesome it contained like amazing games yet well we'll go through it but it's weird it's just weird the the games that they selected for this thing so next up we have armored warriors from 1994 capcom sports club from 97 who the hell wants that captain commando from 91 which is cool cyberbots full metal madness from 95 that's a really good one but here here's another weird like just weird edition Darkstalkers, the Night Warriors from 1994. Why would you include the first Darkstalkers game? Like, there's been so many revisions of the final one, which the name, what was it, Vampire Savior, I think? I I can't, sorry, I can't remember what the last one is called right now. Darkstalkers 3, essentially. That was such a kick-ass game. Why in the hell would you include the first Darkstalkers in this? I... I don't understand. Uh, it comes with Echo Fighters from 93, Final Fight from 89. But again, Final Fight, we dude, where's all of the Final Fights? Why one Final Fight? You're paying 250 US dollars for this thing. You'd expect more than just one Final Fight. Ghouls and Ghosts from 1988. I have the original arcade. Oh, I didn't say I have, uh, I have Dark Stalkers, yeah, sorry, Dark Stalkers CPS2 game. I have Cyberbot CPS2 game. I have Final Fight and Ghouls and Ghosts. I have the original Ghouls and Ghosts uh, arcade board, actually. Gigawing, which I'm actually looking at, uh, where is Gigawing? Where is it? Where, where is it? Uh, I thought I had it right beside me. I guess I don't. Um, but I also have that. That's on the Dreamcast. That's a great CPS2 game. Mega Man The Power Battle from 95. That's a cool one. It's a cool one to, to add. Pro Gear. That's a really good one from 2002. And here we go. Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting from 92. Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting. Why? I don't get it. I don't get that. Why in the hell wouldn't you include Super Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting? I don't, I don't get it. If at that point, why the hell not just include the original Street Fighter, the World Warrior, like I, or World War, yeah, the World Warrior. I don't, um, I don't follow. I'm, I'm really confused with the lineup here of, of games. Uh, guys, also remember the Neo Geo Mini, which I actually have one. I actually just picked one up because I really wanted to try it. And guess what? It's great. It's a, it's a really fun, cute little system that costs nowhere near as much as this and includes 40 Neo Geo games. 
I'm not following how Capcom's getting away with 16. I just don't get it. Uh, two more games. Strider from 89. I mean, you can't go wrong with Strider. Phenomenal game. I'm really happy to see it here. Super uh, Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo from 96. Rounds up the package again. Phenomenal game. So you're getting a lot of really good games in here. I'm not going to lie. You, you are. You're getting some really, really good games in here. But you're also getting really bizarre, like, just bizarre additions to series like street fighter 2 hyper fighting why in the hell would you pick that one the original dark stalkers like what i don't understand and why only like one of some of these like ghouls and ghosts are you kidding you could have released like the whole arcade series same as dark stalker same as street fighter 2 i mean these are roms guys like this is crazy like like a one gig SD card could easily hold like three times the, this. So I don't understand what they were thinking in terms of this and the price. Like I said, I can only justify the price up to about 150 bucks. That's about all I can do because my professional sticks cost me around that. And okay. So you got two of them, but it doesn't double the price. That's not how that works. So I'm, I'm really perplexed by pricing but more so than pricing, I'm really perplexed by those games. I don't understand what they were doing with these games. I just, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Now, if they made this a platform, okay, and they said right away, you know, it includes 16 games, but you'll be able to download additional games from day one, great, all right, cool, you know, we could get other Capcom classics like Dungeons and Dragons, like, how is, how is that not here? I mean, seriously, and other, you know, like, there's tons of other games that they could release that could be downloaded into this particular system, and I'd be, I'd be really down for that. But I'll be honest, like, I actually went ahead and, and, you know, I went ahead. I'm actually contemplating canceling the pre-order right now. I don't get charged or anything until, until it actually, uh, ships. But I'm like, like, I'd love this, you know? Like, for me, this is, is, awesome like i'm in love with this i think this is so cool but i don't understand what they're doing especially considering the neo geo mini included 40 games it was like 100 bucks you know or 100 i think it was 120 canadian and that thing is awesome and the fact is that you can use you know controllers can go into that you can connect it to your tv and so on and so forth I I actually really recommend the mini. The mini is really really cool. Is it the best thing ever? No, it's not the best thing ever, but it's 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 good. I I I'm enjoying it. But this this was like, man, they had like such a chance to do something crazy. Had this included 40 classics from Capcom like over the years, I would say, yeah, worth the price. Do it. You know, like the all the final fights, all the street fighters, uh, throw in your X-Men games and stuff. And again, I know, I know licenses and stuff like that could make it a little cumbersome or a little challenging, but God, could you imagine like, oh, it'd be awesome. Anyway, this is being made by uh, a subsidiary of uh, THQ Nordic called Koch Media. Well, I don't even know what that is. GmbH, okay, whatever that is. They're the guys that are actually making this. And this is interesting. 
the emulation on this sucker is actually being run by FB Alpha. Now, why that's really so interesting is that it specifically states that if you license this, you can't license this to make a profit. So I find that really, really fascinating. And I, it's actually causing a little bit of controversy here because a lot of people who are involved in it are like, well, wait a second here, folks. It's an open source emulator. But the fact is that Capcom will be, you know, profiting from this. So I'm not entirely sure how this is all going to play out. I don't know if they're going to like just leave it as is, if they're going to select another emulator or what. But I will say that this is shaping up to be kind of interesting here. And I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I mean, as much as I love this concept, it's a niche product, right? Like it's not meant for those that are Capcom console fans, like, in other words, like console game fans, that's not what this is about. Like, you, you're not going to like this. This is not for you. This is for people like me who grew up in the arcades and spent, like, honestly, I spent all my time in the arcades during this time. From 1988 all the way up, this goes, what did I say, 2001, Pro Gear, I think is the newest release, yeah. Like, I, that's when I spent the bulk of my time in the arcade was during that time frame. So I've played like literally every single one of these in the arcade. It's just there's so many other games they could release. And it's really weird, man. Really, really weird. Now this controversy with the emulator and all that jazz, just not exactly... uh not exactly setting the world on fire, and I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of pissed off folks in, uh, in well, late October. I'm not sure, uh, well, late October. I just don't think this is going to sell very well. It's not so much pissed off people. I just don't think it's going to sell well. And I don't understand how companies like this, like, how did this happen? Someone went into Capcom, pitched the idea. They were like, yeah, you know, our arcade roots. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Go for it, right? But how the hell did they agree or at least think like, oh, yeah, 16 games. Yeah, that that that's good. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. They don't need more than that. They're good. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You realize that the NES and the SNES both have more games than this. Like, this is ridiculous. And they're like a fraction of the cost. Again, I keep going back to the Neo Geo Mini. I wasn't a huge fan of the form factor, and I actually had no intention of picking it up. But Ahmed and I were speaking about it, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do that. It's cheap enough. It's affordable enough that I'm going to do that for 40 games. And you actually get like, it's like a mini cab with a little joystick and the four buttons. But the fact is that you can connect it to your TV. Plus, if you just want to use a little tiny screen, you can actually... Well, or connected to the TV, doesn't really matter. You can actually use the Neo Geo uh, CD controllers. And they actually manufactured new controllers specifically for this, which I thought was brilliant, man. Like, that's really, really cool. Like, it is. It's just, it's a really, really cool way of honoring their their history. Anyways, uh, I'm undecided right now if I'm going to keep the pre-order or not. It's, uh, it's I, I don't know, it's like... I'd love to be able to play Alien vs. Predator. I'd love to be able to invite some buddies over and just just have fun, you know, with this. But it's, at the same time, you're kind of like, that's a lot of money 
for 16 games. If they like, if they opened it up and you could download it, yeah, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, for sure. But I'm also not keen on that design for player two to rest their hand. It's it's a weird shape. Anyway, I hope it's it's hefty. I hope it has weight to it because it would be perfect on my ottoman. Just sit it down and you could just have fun. And really, these games, that's what it was all about. But we'll see. I'm, I'm undecided right now. This goes into my next sort of topic of doom, which is about the retro craze, which is what I told, uh, talked a little bit about before. I actually have become quite the fan of the mini lines that are out there. So we got the NES mini, we got the SNES mini, we got the PlayStation mini, we got the Neo Geo mini. Now this Capcom home arcade type thing, which essentially is sort of the, not really a mini, a macro, (laughs) but we also have the Sega Genesis Mini coming up, which that I have pre-ordered because I can't wait for that. That's going to be really, really cool. But that's actually not what I'm talking about today. What I wanted to talk a little bit about was about how awkward it is becoming to play a lot of these old games. And you can emulate them. Awesome. But if you really want to support the the companies, it's getting really hard to do that now. Now that the Wii, well, WiiWare is gone... You can't really play these old games that easily anymore. And yeah, there's really garbage ways of playing them. But if you really want that like authentic sort of experience, you're really limited in what you can do now. I'm happy that the NES games are making their way onto the Switch, which is cool and all. But if I want to play A Link to the Past, there's basically the 3DS like uh virtual console is pretty much the only way I'm going to do that. But I don't want to buy the game right now because I don't trust what's happening with Nintendo. You know, like, are, is that going to pop up on the switch? Are they going to have SNES games or, or like what, what exactly is going to happen? Nobody knows, but all these minis are sort of, you know, making me sit back and saying like, damn it, man, I really wish these games were available everywhere. And like that someone could just sell like a Bluetooth controller, like, like they do a eight bit though. And, and companies like that, I'm loving that they're doing that because the idea is that theoretically Nintendo could release a Nintendo app on the Xbox one and or uh, PlayStation four and PC where you'd have access to those legendary games. And if you just had a Bluetooth controller, it could be synced with any system and that's it. There you go. You're done. You know? And I'm, I'm really hoping that something like this happens. Like I want a Netflix for these games, for these old games. And yeah, you could download them. I'm not talking about streaming or anything like that, but I mean like you pay a monthly subscription and you get access to stuff. Hell, comic books for God's sakes have moved to this platform where like you can, you can subscribe to Marvel Unlimited and you get like access to like a hundred thousand comics or something crazy like that. Like they're adding more and more all the time. And that's that. And I'd love something like that for retro games where they could just stay there. And I know that there's licensing issues and everything else, but it's something that like, I really hope someone works on this. I I really do because I miss not having access to like Neo Geo classics, to Sega Genesis classics, to GameCube classics. When is the last time anyone played Super Mario Sunshine? Like for me, it's been forever, man. It's been a long time. And I'd like to play that again. It's been a long time. Like, I just, I don't even remember, like, 
all the ins and outs of the game. And so I'm really loving the retro experience. I mean, I'm still going through Dragon Quest VI, for goodness sakes, and such an awesome game. It really is such an awesome game. But I'm scared because it's like once that 3DS is gone, like once it's over, I lose access to so many awesome, awesome games. And that sucks. It really does. I'm I'm really hoping that someone comes up with some kind of solution. Because otherwise, you're, you're basically forced to pirate these games. There's like, what else are you going to do? There's almost no other way to experience all of these classic games anymore, short of pirating and or the original games. But you have to remember that like the original games, in, in the sense of like the uh, Capcom Home Arcade, that's legit an arcade. You literally have to buy the arcade boards and that's, come on, that's ridiculous, you know? So the last thing that I want to talk about today, and I, I know it's going to be a shorter podcast than normal. That's, that's just because I'm all by myself, mobile myself, uh, is a very interesting app during the latest SNK financials. I thought you guys would, would like this. I don't know if you're aware of this, but SNK has come back in a huge way. They're more popular today than they've been since they had their hardware out many, 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 many moons ago. So SNK is back in the green, man. They are made. Well, it's actually back in the black. They're back in black, baby. And they're making a lot of money. Uh, things are really turning out for the company. They're like the anti-Konami. Uh, I don't understand it at all, but it is what it is. And so they said that the the Neo Geo Mini did way better than they thought it was going to. And because of that, they'd like to experiment with more hardware. And so they're saying they have a Neo Geo 2 and 3 in the pipeline. Not what you necessarily think. They're like, it's not related to the Neo Geo Mini, and it's not. But I have a feeling that it will be some sort of, um, some sort of unique hardware. I, I'm not saying they're not going to make like the PlayStation 5. That's not what I, that's not what's going to happen. But they, they're talking about new hardware, and this is, this is exciting, you know? Like it could be another retro base type uh, thing. It could be some, some standalone hardware. It could just be something like that. Uh, they did say, though, that the next big game after Samurai Showdown, which is coming out this year, is going to be Metal Slug. That's right. They're bringing back Metal Slug, baby. And they said four consoles. So I'm really happy about that. Not going to be another uh, mobile game or something. And I'm so happy to see SNK back. I really am. This is fantastic stuff. I mean, SNK was a big part of my my childhood growing up because this was again they were the other big boys in the arcade and since capcom was constantly you know they their games were constantly like had lineups with them i would play a lot of neo geo classics and i own a lot of neo geo classics i actually have brand new game from what was it last year krautbuster or this year I think it was, actually, I think it was earlier this year. Anyways, whatever. Uh, and so that's awesome, you know? Like, it's it's wicked. And I'm I'm really super, super happy that SNK is back. I'm really, really happy that things turned out for the company. And they're even saying by 2020, they're going to start to release two games a year. That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm very proud of those guys. It's such a shame that Konami's gone because it would have been great to have all these, like, companies back. It's awesome. 
Anyways, guys, that's pretty much all I got for today. I just wanted to talk a lot about the uh, Capcom Home Arcade and the retro gaming in general and just end off with more Neo Geo hardware. Crazy times we're living in, I tell you. Crazy times. Well, hope everyone enjoyed, and I will catch you in two weeks, and hopefully I will be able to link back up with Steven because it's always fun to have a dual podcast. All right, everybody, take care.